Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Steven Universe Future, which we'll be getting into tonight. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Maddie Potter. Hello. Uh, tonight we are discussing the latest two episodes of Steven Universe, Together Forever, and Growing Pains. Uh, if you want to catch our previous Steven Universe future coverage, including our thoughts on last week's episodes in Dreams and Bismuth Casual, you can find that at OverlyAnimated.com. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated, or on wherever you listen to podcasts, you can, fi- you can find us at OverlyAnimated. But uh, yeah, tonight we are what we are going to talk about together forever and growing pains. Um, this one we're doing a bit more in the immediate. Though it's uh, they finished up at seven thirty. We're here beginning our recording at seven thirty-five, so our thoughts will be very fresh. Um, so we'll begin with initial impressions from these two episodes. Uh, let's go to you, Michelle, first. So what what are your feelings after after these two episodes? <laughs> I okay, so it was pretty unanimous between all of us that we expected together forever to be the hard, like trashy, like not trash, but just like like trash fire of emotions. Sure, episode. sure. And growing pains. I don't know. I thought maybe Stephen would turn into wormy. That's a form of growing. That's oh not God, what happened. So growing it, pains just. Oh my god, like I can't even with that. And Tina Feather was surprisingly not as bad as I thought by a long shot. Though I guess Growing Pains is kind of like the back end, which shows that it's actually kind of worse than we, you know, once it started festering on Steven, it got worse. But like, oh my god, I haven't wanted to cry at Steven in a while. Um, this is the first time in future that I was pretty close to tears. I might have cried a little bit just because, like, when Greg came in, it was just so much, and I don't feel good at all. Like, I know I kept saying, like, yeah, let's get to rock bottom, but also, like, if we're getting close, like, I don't want it like this. I don't want this. This is too painful. And just all the flashbacks from episodes and the, like, oh, is there any childhood, like, traumatic situation? It's like, yo, girl, like, which one? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I just feel really shook. I, I'm kind of emotionally exhausted. Ask Maddie something now. <laughs> okay. Well, I so that, that that's a summary of your initial impressions. Emotionally exhausted. You, that, that's are, a good two words. Word, um, on this podcast, are we allowed to pass it off whenever we're done with therapy <laughs> for a bit? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, if if this was in person, we'd be passing around a literal microphone, so think yeah. of it that way. Or like a talking <laughs> stick. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so Michelle wants to pass it over to Maddie. So, Maddie, give us your initial thoughts on these two episodes overall. I am not going to start out as hot as I could. (laughs) Um, Long story short, these are difficult episodes. These go in a direction I was not expecting. Mm. Not because I didn't see the evidence for this. In the show, I wasn't expecting it to be this explicit about a lot of the stuff that Steven's gone through. (laughs) Like, this is now clearly a very, very strong allegory to childhood abuse. Um, yeah. 
that's a lot to take in. And they just use a lot of language that a lot of therapists and, and like, books about childhood abuse talk use and talk about when talking about Steven's feelings and when he's talking to his dad. And these episodes are hard. They're difficult. Mm-hmm. And, like, even, the, even Together Forever, it's, like, <laughs> it's difficult. Because even when it's like it, the stakes are a lot lower there, but you, but even then, like I could feel like it beginning to fester there, like reaching a boiling point with Stephen mm-hmm. in that episode. And so there's this double whammy of, oh God, Stephen, no, and also, oh God, Stephen, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good summary. Yeah, like at the same time, and. I don't know, like, where to start. I mean, I know where I want to start, but it's at the very end, and we're not going to start no. there quite yet. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay. How do you feel, okay, Alex? You. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you that these are some of the most amazing episodes of Steven Universe I've ever watched. Uh, I'm shocked at, like, how clearly it brings up um, situations that you'd bring up in therapy. Like, uh, uh, with with children's shows, often we talk about how messages that they want to get across have to be buried in so much allegory that it takes a bit to dig them out. Here, like, we're using words like cortisol and trauma, and, like, we're we're just really, like, laying it out as, it, as like, a normal, like, make it easy to understand for all ages about how how this works with, with people and i love this show for that that it it decides to be this clear while using the car- the animation to express it in a, in a new in a new way in this case we're using steven like ch- changing colors and sizes to reflect how the trauma is affecting him so it's the combination of taking advantage of the animation while also like being like in your face about what what we're actually talking about here so I, I i really am in awe of these oh. episodes and like it also like the fact that these two episodes are paired together that we didn't have to wait a week in between <laughs> is yeah. also very good because like you can see the clear the clear through line like how in the moment you'd handle something with enough grace that you feel like when we watched when i watched together forever that when that first 11 minutes ended i was like wow that didn't turn out as bad as i thought it would mm-hmm. like you get you got the sense like wow like both sides handled this okay and and you 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 feel that but then you get growing pains where you see like the backside and how like when you're alone it's a different situation to when you're in front of someone else and like just seeing that immediately after it like brings the whole thing together so um, there's there's a lot of details that we need to get into but on the whole I'll I'll say like I'm very impressed by by these episodes and the the relatability of of these situations which happens to a lot of us uh, but also like at the same time it's being specific about certain things uh, as uh, Maddie alluded to with childhood abuse childhood trauma like it it's, feels like it's gonna it's gonna dive into that so um, Can I just say something really quick? I, you made me yeah. remember something about my initial thoughts. Is that I really love because, like, at the beginning of Steven Universe Future, I thought the pink stuff was something wrong with the gem. Like, it had to do with his emotions, but it had something to do with like inherently about the gem. And this just clearly says, no, this is about something that happened to Steven. 
this is happening because of something that happened to Steven. It has nothing really to do with, like, something wrong with how the gem is interacting with him. This is clearly just about his trauma. And I really appreciate them clearly stating that. I love that, too, because up until this point, I thought this was, like, a weird new power that he got from his mom. But it literally is just his body reacting to trauma the way it's always reacted to trauma. And And it's such a much more satisfying reason. Yeah, and it and it makes sense because like I think that's something that's not talked about a lot, even even beyond because like we don't talk about like mental health a lot in a lot of this climate. I think a lot of people our age talk about it a lot more, but a big part that's not talked about is that there is a physical response when you have a traumatic reaction to something. Mm-hmm. It's just not very visible to a lot of people. But to you, when you're having that traumatic response, it is the world to you. And I think that this very clearly says it's very clearly getting that across well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, there's a lot of different uh, angles to hit at. Uh, I know, Maddie, you said you wanted to focus specifically on something near the end, but uh, I feel like I don't know if we can start there though, because like all this episode, like okay. I feel like these episodes specifically, we like we need to like build up to it. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Okay, okay. We want to do this chronologically. That's fine. Um, so we begin with this being framed as a Connie Steven episode because we've been waiting for them to do cute stuff together. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're doing the they're video chatting and all, and that Connie's planning to go to University of Jayhawk, which is, I guess, this world's version of University of Kansas, Rock Chop Jayhawk. Um, oh, but uh, <laughs> uh, like, I there's sports has been canceled in real life. Okay, I need to get my sports connection somewhere in here. Uh, but uh, she's studying uh, political science because she wants to be president, uh, as alluded to in earlier seasons. Um, from the very beginning, you notice something's up with Stephen when he's like dangling the brochure, like, "Hey, you want to come get the brochure?" And the and the classic, "Let me know when you want to hang," which is you know, that's like in testing, you say that we're like, "Come on, I need to see you. I need to see you." Um, but so Stephen is already a bit a bit desperate at this point about wanting to see Connie. Um, and we we also see him uh, sinking into the bed already. Uh, any 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 thoughts about this opening <laughs> sequence in terms of like I think that it definitely very clearly set up everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, we're um, talking to Michelle. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I didn't see that I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I'll say from here, Stephen goes to Garnet for advice. Garnet splits up because story reasons. And so we get this whole <laughs> advice thing for Sapphire and Ruby. Uh, I'll say that usually I am quick to complain about people giving bad advice to further a story. But at the same time, like, these are the characters. This is exactly how they would act. So. Yeah, they're they so in love. They fuse forever, mostly, except for sometimes. Like, they're, of course, like, it makes so much sense to me. Like, I was a little curious if Sapphire was going to be the one to be like, oh, no, that's crazy. But the fact that she was also on board with the proposal, I was like, oh, man, these... These freaking gay tiny beings, like, <laughs> of course, like they'd be like, "Oh yes, more love, absolutely, go for it." Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, not really related to the the main story, but that scene where like Sapphire is like doing the whole like, "Oh well, you need this factor and this factor and this factor," and then the ocean washes it away, yeah. and she uses that like. That's how love works. You don't get to predict. <laughs> I, I think out. that this whole that I think was like, a very I, nice scene. Yeah, no, and I think that like that for the whole first episode is kind of like that scene. It's all this big setup to be about love, like Steven Universe always is, and then it's like 
No, but sometimes you have to think about yourself first before love. Like there's something that comes before you can love other people. And that's loving yourself and understanding yourself. And the show's like, hey, Steven, you're not doing that. Well, not only that, it's like Steven in the moment isn't considering how Connie could react to something this big being sort of sprung on her. Like it really sticks out to me when he's at like he's like talking to her through the window he's like don't worry this will only take 15 minutes i'm like bro that's not how any of this works like that's not that's not enough time to do this well because again he doesn't get how this works he thinks that they're gonna get engaged and then they're gonna fuse and they're gonna and then and then connie will go straight back to like studying as stevani and i think that's like how he thinks this will work well, absolutely, but like again, it's just like it's no, like the little details, it. like it's the little details like that that just sets us up for everything yeah. to go wrong. It really does. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'll say also like uh, I think that this is a side effect of us not seeing enough of the main crystal gems, but it is noble that we're seeing Ruby and Sapphire separate a little bit more than they used to be before the whole mm-hmm. marriage thing. So. Yeah, um, it's something to to keep in mind that Stephen did not yeah, in this moment, but uh, after consulting with with Ruby and Sapphire, he goes uh, through with this. There's like a whole happy dancing montage around the town. Um, Very got- creepy. That's when I started to get really scared. Honestly, was when yeah. he was singing in the montage. I was like, Stephen, you're too happy. Don't you know what show you're in? <laughs> yeah, only you know. to get bad. Now, I'll say, you know, Steven really turns on the charm here. Connie is blushing from the moment she gets asked out for the walk. Oh, um, yeah. they, do, they do the whole, like, hey, this is where I met you. Like, and the picnic is just a lot, lot. I mean, Connie, like, literally says it something out loud, like, this is so cute. Like, <laughs> Uh, so any of us who've been shipping Converse for a while, I think this is like the peak. <laughs> well, it is the peak. Like, and I don't ship Converse, but I noticed all like there's the juice boxes from Indirect Kiss. You got Jan Buds. You got the freaking yeah, that is exactly where they met by that yeah. rock, and like even the glow bracelet that he also has in the fridge. Later. It's like oh my god, literally yeah. all the callbacks. Yeah, look, the timing was definitely off, but the method was perfect. The method was perfect. <laughs> uh, and we, we have this uh, very sweet love song. Um, I didn't really get much of the lyrics. But, uh, I mean, the main thing is, like, I'd rather be me with you, mm-hmm. which, as we talked about last uh, last ep- ep- um, podcast, is not exactly the healthy way to be going about this. Uh-huh. I thought it was interesting that when Steven was talking to Ruby, he was saying, like, you know, I Connie has so much direction and is so sure where she wants to go in life. And I don't have any of that clarity. But when I'm Stevani, I feel so confident to take on anything. And again, I felt like that was another kind of like red flag. It's like, well, Steven, if if you just want to be Stevani because like you're kind of taking in maybe some of Connie's confidence in what she wants to do as like kind of a fail safe for not knowing what you want to do. That's not a good enough reason to get married. I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And in general, this entire thing is looking at rejection when you think that you're, you're at a different spot in the relationship than somebody else thinks mm-hmm. and that's always a complicated thing to deal with right like <laughs> especially when you're the the less mature person like I, I think it's safe to say like steven 
is not exactly uh, in the same mental stability that Connie is, right? So yeah. like, so like, so Stephen having to deal with the consequences of getting it in his face that like, no, we're not, we're not at that stage yet. Is uh, it's interesting to see the the consequences of that since that that is something that that has happened. Um, it, I mean, it is interesting, and also I was I was kind of shook that Connie like. She kind of lets lets him down really gracefully, but she also says like, "Look, this isn't the right time. Don't worry." And as soon as she said, "Don't worry," I was like, "Oh my God, Connie's gonna marry Stephen." <laughs> She's basically saying like, "Yo, I'm so sure we're gonna be with each other. You don't need to do this now. Like, give it ten years, and we'll be in a better life place to do this right." And like, honestly. That is the best vote of confidence you could hear from somebody. And so I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah, Connie has her life plan figured out. And that includes Steven, clearly. Yeah, although I wonder if the answer would be very similar, even if she wasn't 100% sure. Like, she just seems like the kind of, the kind of person who'd be like, look, like right now it's not not the time to be projecting our futures all, all the way there, you know? And, yeah, but uh, she doesn't end it there. Like, it seems <laughs> like she has this confidence that, like, it's so much of a non-issue. Steven shouldn't be worried about it. Like, that's how sure she seems. She, like, doesn't even feel the need to really get they're like talk about it really even yet which i think they should talk about it but i don't know i was just so shook by connie's like confidence that they were going to be together later i was like yo i mean that would put me at ease but i'm not steven and steven <laughs> wants to get married for all the wrong reasons so i mean there you go yeah in summary connie is a saint for handling this as gracefully yes. <laughs> as she did uh, although the initial what and like St well, Stephen invoking Stevani was also oh, very, very because like honestly who 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 <laughs> they're sixteen she does say like we're awfully young like to be talking about this right now yeah yeah but the, they they give their hugs and they're all like still their their eyes I think are all like shimmery and, and especially Connie lovey, yeah. lovey dovey during this entire scene just like assure you that there's nothing bad going on, <laughs> um, and they kind of gives a goodbye hug and they leave off with Lion. Uh, I mean, I do appreciate that Steven, like, when her alarm goes off and she's like, no, 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 like, this is an emergency. Like, not like an emergency, but like, this is a crisis for Steven, who I do care about. I want to make time for you. And Steven's kind of like, no, no, like, I know how important studying is to you. Like, I don't want to keep you from that, which, like, again, is is considerate, but also... I think the biggest reason, like, Stephen clearly isn't ready to get married is the fact that, like, Connie asks him if he's okay and if anything's wrong, and he just, like, straight up lies. <laughs> and if you can't be honest with, like, the person you want to marry, you probably shouldn't marry them yet. And also, it's another part of the pattern of him putting off his feelings. Like, well, like no, no, you, you, yeah. you need to leave. I, I, there's no time right now. You got to go. You got to go. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a way to push her away from the truth, like, more than anything. Being like, oh, no, no, go back and study. Don't worry about me. You know, we, we we went through the whole Connie the Connie Stephen uh, no part. Um, Maddie, <laughs> would you like would you like to give your your thoughts on on this whole scene here? Um, I loved how loving and care like how much care there was in it. Like I loved 
much. Um, I love the song. The song was, and I really love just seeing Connie. Like Connie does care for Stephen, and Connie gets that Stephen doesn't get a lot of human stuff because he grew up weird, really weird. And you can tell by the way that this happened that Connie's not like mad at Stephen for this. She's just confused and taken aback. And she feels like she has to explain to Steven, like, hey, we're young. And I just, like, it went so much better than I was expecting. But then Steven still has all this stuff to work through. And so he still has to work through it. And I don't know. The the, the no itself went really well, all things yeah. considered. I agree. It went really well. Connie, we were saying Connie handled it very gracefully. <laughs> and, like, and Connie didn't even, like, break up with him or anything. Yeah, she's, she's just like, like just wait. She's like, yo, just wait. It's gonna happen, basically. Just wait, like, ten yeah, years. She's like, she's like, take a breath. I'm not leaving you. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just so nice and so caring. And just like, hey, you don't get what's going on here, but I'm still here with you. And that really followed up in the next episode when she continued to care for him. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that they can show that you can say no to something. Well, like, no to something that your partner wants while still loving and caring for them. And I think that's really important. Yeah, that's a really good point. Relationship goals. Um... I mean, like, also this episode, I don't think we talked about it yet, but they're together, I guess. I guess we just never oh, had yeah. that. Well, yeah, I've been working on that assumption since the movie or whatever. I mean, since the movie, but even before yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about how, like, none of, neither of them are talking about it, though. I, so. I was saying that they probably should really talk about it. Like, this might be the first time they've actually really talked about it. It, it wasn't a lot of talking, to be honest. <sighs> it was, yeah. but I mean, like, Connie is so mature, and I love her <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- this episode has an epilogue of, of Stephen waking up to tears with Garnet by the- by their side. Um, th- there's a really nice line here where she says, "Like the soul, your soulmate is a compliment, not a missing piece." Ah, it's an important please. contrast to draw. Oh, I-, I didn't know if either of you wanted to jump in on that. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just, yeah, so again, Steven Universe Future is very not subtle, but I think in the best way possible, a lot of times when it comes to just nailing home what they want to say. <laughs> like, I think that this is something that a lot of people need to hear. And yeah. it's like, I, I'm not saying, like, I need to hear this. Like, I know this. But it's like, just hearing it outright is important, though. Like... Well, and it's, it's something that often you get from experience, but some people maybe shouldn't have that yeah. experience and just ha- have the knowledge beforehand. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's, but I also- it's like actively working against so much of like problematic media for centuries has been telling us that like a person's supposed to complete you and they're the only other thing that matters and that's the most important relationship you should ever have. And I think that it's important that Garnet doesn't say that you can't be a better person. Mm-hmm with the other person like you 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 can be better when you're with your partner you can be like an ideal version of yourself or something but it's important that you're still functional that you're still a person you understand how to care for yourself and i think that those two worlds can exist together and garnet doesn't say that they can't and i think that's also important she also kind of like points out that like another person cannot fix you or fix no. your problems for you like i love like i forget exactly how she worded it she's basically like yo like 
you're still like, you can't like whatever's going on with you. It's still going to be going on. Even if you did get married, you can see how shook Steven is like realizing that he he thinks that that it's going to change that being with Connie, isn't going to fix all the trauma he has going on for himself. But that's the truth. That's the hard work, but it's the truth. And it's, uh... it's, very surprising to see this in a kids show, and yeah. I think that's not, not, I, 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 we don't say kids show very often, but a show that's like a, a show that kids will watch. Like kids will be watching this show, and they will see this, and I think that's important. Right, right. Uh, and also, we just get a quick look at Mean Steven, where he like gets ang- sort of angry at Garnet with like uh, making it look easy or whatever. And that, I, I mean, it's a natural thing of uh, of uh, deflecting but uh, it's just it, it, I, I felt a little hurt seeing that yeah sam plus it, like the fact that steven like when, when he lays down he's there till like night like he was so sad he stayed on the beach like for hours and hours and hours and it was just like ooh, steven you are not handling this well I, I also think this scene sets up a lot that's going to come on in the next episode, where it's like this is the, like the setup, but this is like the like um the setup for the like the big hit next episode, where it's like I think when you're a kid, you think that there's gonna be a point when you're an adult. There's a point when you think that you're gonna be better than something that's wrong in your life, and unfortunately, that's just not true. Even if something happened to you that wasn't fair, even if something happened to you that was bad, as what happened to Stephen. It doesn't just get better. There isn't just some magic fix, and that sucks. But bad things happen to good people sometimes, and I think that's also what Steven's grappling with right now. Because mm-hmm. I think he partially thinks that he's been good, so he sh- it should be good, the world he's in. And unfortunately, that's just not how it works. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this is jumping uh, jumping ahead, but directly related to what you said. Like in Growing Pains, there's the lines that he, as he's venting to Greg while he's losing control, he uses lines that come up a lot of like, "I shouldn't be feeling like this," or like, yeah. "This isn't supposed mm-hmm. to be." So like, you you have these expectations for yourself, of, like what you're supposed to feel like in certain situations, and when that doesn't happen, that just it fuels your uh, anger at yourself even more, and then it becomes the sad. And so we're seeing that uh, kind of bubble up through, from the end of uh, Together Forever into Growing Pains. Um, but uh, it, Growing Pains begins um, with a bit of a light note. Um, Dog Copter is gay. Um, yes! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I like, he's a dog copter, but good for him. He's getting married. Um, we're, we're using the, the, t- the movie title, I Now Pronounce You Man and Wolf. Um <laughs> Which, you know, A, there's no man involved here if they're both dogs, right? But, like... <laughs> um, I think that was just... It doesn't feel like it's gay. It's like but a man-dog and a wolf-dog, I guess. <laughs> a wolf-dog. Yeah. See, this is what you get when a cat person comes on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, when is Cookie Cat gonna be gay? That's a real question. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, Cookie Cat left his family that we're all gay. That's obviously it. Mm. <laughs> we'll finally get the backstory on that. 
but then we hard cut to Steven just like eating away his feelings with ice cream. Like everyone's getting married with me. That <laughs> killed me. I'm like, Steven, you're 16, but like I feel you, buddy. <laughs> well, again, this is like media tells you what you're supposed to be doing, and when you I... you gotta fight against it. <laughs> I'm at a point in my life. You two know this. I'm at a point in my life where I see marriage and I'm just like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay right now. I mean, I feel like most of us are, but at the same yeah. at least here in this room are. But at the same time, like, you know, in the back of your mind, like, that is what everyone yeah. shows as, as the end. So it's it's hard to fight against that. Oh, it is. Like, everything like the- ends. Like, there's that thing where they talk about how, like, everything needs to end with either a wedding or a funeral. And, like, that's a trope because it's real. A lot of a lot of movies and TV shows end with a wedding or a funeral. But, like, one of those is a wedding. And it's just, like, weddings aren't, like, the end-all, be-all. Marriage isn't the end-all, be-all of a relationship. And I think this is important. Like, I think Connie's showing that there's a lot that happens before you get married and a lot that happens after with Garnet. And it's just, yeah, I, yeah. And I think that's really important to show. I was going to say that the fact that Ruby and Sapphire spend the episode apart kind of should be proving to Steven that they still both are separate people and have separate interests, even if they're married and like the most gay and love gems on the whole show. They're literally joined at the hip, and they're just, but they can still do stuff on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steven is having these conflicting feelings, and he can't call the gems because story reasons, and he can't call Connie because he's uh, he's very awkward all of a sudden. Tries calling Greg. Greg is busy doing his own thing, which you know, good for him. It's being a manager, uh, and so uh, finally, uh, he uh, Connie call uh, calls him, and uh, they they tell him to see a doctor because he's starting to freak out. The body's beginning to lose control. And uh, we have Priyanka back, guys. Connie's mom finally has a role again. Remembered her first name. I I Priyanka her. is a queen, okay? And it's, she been, is a queen. it's been a crime that she's not Alex, showed up. Did you have until... to look it up? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered all the way from season two what her I name I mean, come was. on, like, Doug got an episode named after him. How did Priyanka not get an episode until now? Uh, Priyanka, Mr. Craig is just a little snappier, unfortunately. It is. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's, that, that easy name shouldn't get a preferential treatment. I know. Okay? I know they should it, Alex, but I'm just saying that's how titles work. <laughs> I mean, Bismuth's name was Bismuth. It's not like... Yeah. You know, it's it's Priyanka are on a similar level. Yeah, but, but Priyanka is great in this episode, and we'll get into like it, why. But like, it begins with like, uh, her doing the normal test. By the way, Nightmare Hospital. She's advanced a lot since then because back then she didn't even like care what gems were. She kind of just yeah. like let those gem monstrosities wander up. But now she's like done her research. She's like X-rayed Pearl and Amethyst to Garden. It's great. Uh, <laughs> He takes it very much in stride the whole time, and I was super impressed by like her candor. I was like, "Wow, she's really holding it together, fine." Yeah, I think well, because in Nightmare Hospital, she just didn't believe Connie that yeah, this was real, she and now, yeah, no, it wasn't that she was ever like against the idea. It's that she's literally like, "No, there's not magic." Exactly. Exactly. 
which I know, I know the gems are like space science stuff, but I mean, sure, like, sure. They're, magic. they're magic. Let's be honest here. City in general is always so blasé about gem stuff. That's part of what's so amazing about it. It really is. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then we get uh, after like this whole this montage of like doing tests and stuff. Um, we get to a point where she displays the human skeleton and Steven's skeleton. And she, uh, there's this very interesting moment where she talks about how, like, he has a bunch of fractures. They naturally heal themselves because of gem powers. So he doesn't really have the physical trauma, but emotional trauma happens at the same time. And that might be a reason why this is happening to you. Um, and she, uh, I think it, it's in the same place where she mentions the like cortisol like that that runs through your through your brain when you're going through stressful situations and then like steven like goes through this whole thing of like recounting season one <laughs> like uh, only season one there's there a lot more season, season one, one. But, like, I, I know yeah. she, she gets he gets cut off like that was only the beginning <laughs> but like that entire scene is just wow in terms of like just, like they use gems which are like this because gems have been multiple times saying when like when they're reforming like your mental state affects what your form will be when you reform and things like that but the thing is that steven has purposely been one avoiding reforming like avoiding that because he wants to be human he wants to do that so it doesn't work like that for him and two the gems don't have this problem they aren't they come out like they, they're not, like, adults when they come out, but their childhood phase is a lot more different than other people. So we're stuck with this. The only person I think we could really blame here is Greg. <laughs> but, which I think is a different discussion altogether. But it's just really interesting to see them use this really sci-fi device to, 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 like, get across something very real. Like I was talking about earlier, where they show this, like, this mental thing can really have a physical effect on people. Yeah, yeah. Just and because the... it's mentally taxing doesn't mean your body doesn't get hurt by that. Yeah, I'll just say when we see Steven's x-rays, I I was like unprepared for how strongly I was going to be upset by that. Probably because so probably because Stephen's such a cute little cartoon child most of the time. But it's like, oh my god, here's a roadmap of all the physical pain he endured that is with him forever. Even if it's healed, like those cracks, like those fracture lines will always be there and it's a yeah. roadmap of that trauma. And I was just like, oh my god, this is so real. Oh, Steven, poor, poor kid. It's are we doing this now? Is this it now? Like are well, we here? Well, well there, there's a, there's also like a line that um that Priyanka says where like the body can end up dealing with minor issues the same way that you've always been handling life threatening issues. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's also a big thing with trauma where like you might have end up having triggers that are small to the eye of the outsider, but because of the fact that they come from much more threatening events earlier in your life, that's why they have that that effect. And so it's also yeah. interesting to to talk about that. How like stuff that does that doesn't seem as consequential to someone from the outside, but that's the reason that somebody can react that yeah. way. And I've never I've never seen it even said that way in a show before. Like. 
just like yeah. the, the connection between the the, the two the two things it's really something that you hear in therapy and it's like i just want to say for listeners that like when you see like stuff for trigger warnings this is why because some people just some things bring up memories and not maybe even like like actual memories like what they call it sometimes in therapies they call them emotional flashbacks where someone says something and they're not meaning to hurt you but they say something and it directly in your brain connects a dot between where you are now and where you were when you got hurt and all of a sudden your brain goes oh we're here again and your brain all it can do is it has experience with this reaction with this thing that it's hearing or being done to it and it knows that the best way to react is to have a much more out of like a much crazier response than someone who isn't traumatized by that thing would. And it's very succinctly described here. And it explains why, like, if you are the person that sees, like, trigger warnings and it's, like, kind of crazy, like, this is why they're important. People do have these reactions. These are legitimate and valid, and they suck. Yeah, yeah. And in in this particular case, it's uh, represented by Stephen losing control of his body. Yeah. And he does that first, like, think just thinking about Connie. And then when Connie shows up, it even goes more out of control. Mm -hmm. And uh, he finally, like, shouts uh, out loud, like, I don't want to see you right now, which is so, like, uh, it, it, and, it, it, it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah. And I think the important thing for this is, like, this makes kind of some amount of sense because we're in a really stressful situation for Steven. But I think that if we go back in Steven Universe future and watch through it and see all the times he goes pink, it's really going to be, it's going to hurt because you're, we're going to know for a fact that these are actually triggers. These are actually traumatic things that are happening to him each and every time. Like the last one we saw was Peridot, right? We saw yeah, it happen. Is, yeah, he, yeah, he got pink a, a little bit there and he and also got pink a, in Jasper, I believe. Yeah, no, yeah. And, when Sadie, and when Sadie was with Shep. And, like, mm -hmm. all of these moments, except for Jasper, maybe, are very minor. Like, they're not, like, big things. But you can see that they're hurting Steven in almost the same way they are now. It's just now Steven has nowhere to put all this. There, there's no one here to rein him in anymore. He doesn't feel the need to because he's lost. And I just can't express how much this affected me because <laughs> mm -hmm. like i see so much of myself in this stuff that steven's talking about well and he puts all this into words once greg shows up by the way that that moment where, like con where steven is able to get out a thank you to connie and connie's like turns tur like turns her head around slightly and it's like just uh, tell me when it's you very need me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's very sweet it's <laughs> very sweet but also you can see that like this is also affecting their relationship yeah. in yeah. a new not so good way because him having this side of him is like, you know, not that it like necessarily complicates things, but like it's it's kind of scary if you're a human yeah. and your your friend slash boyfriend, whatever, can turn into a giant and, pink person and, and also even, doesn't want to see you. <laughs> and like, even if like they're not a crazy gem person, like if you have a partner who has trauma or has something like Steven's having, but not in the crazy gem sense, it's it affects you. Even if you know that that person is not to blame for it, even if you know that this person's good and nice and, like, you love them, it still affects you. And it's still part of your life now that you know your partner has this trauma. And it's difficult. 
it affects everyone around you when you have these things. Everyone who loves you is affected, and it sucks. And I think mm-hmm. they're really they're showing that really well. It, I, I'm just really stunned at how quick how how easily they got across this very complicated subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and this this culminates in Stephen venting to Greg in in this in this scene. Um, the line, how do I live life if it always feels like I'm about to die, is... Oh, oh God, uh, Alex. 2020 is the year for this. I mean, like, but it's not even that. Like, I... Sorry, I wasn't trying to dismiss your point. Sorry, Michelle. I it's just... It's fine. <laughs> no, but I, I assume, Alex, you're having some similar, like, childhood... Like, you, we have similar experiences, and I won't talk too much about you, obviously, but I... Have I've hinted at that I have childhood abuse, and it has led to me having every single day being feeling like this way that Stephen mentions. It's scary. Every day is scary. Every little thing that happens feels like the end of a friendship or the end of a thing that's gonna be with me that I want to be in my life. And it's scary, and it sucks. And all you want is for it to be over. All you want is to be better. All you want is for your brain to just understand that you're not in that really bad situation anymore. And everything Steven's going through is a direct allegory to that. Like, I think it's very, like, not subtle, but just in case anyone missed that, that's exactly what this Steven's going through and exactly what the show's trying to say Steven's going through. He, even if it wasn't the gems that hurt him, he was abused, or like the crystal gems, I mean. Obviously, gems hurt him, but I mean... He he was hurt and abused as a child, mentally and physically. And even though he got through it and he won, that's going to affect him for the rest of his life. And because it wasn't one big moment, because it wasn't just one traumatic experience, every single time anything like this happens again, he will feel like this, no matter what he does. He will learn coping strategies. He will learn how to be better in like public and be better about controlling this reaction. But he will feel this probably for the rest of his life and that is depressing and it feels awful and it's not something light or i ever expected tv universe to talk about okay well, like, um, let's, let's, i want to talk about something for a second though like i i hear all that and i agree to an extent maddie but also no, no, one, one of the things that priyanka said that really i thought was super interesting and again gives us so much insight into what this pink power is um, is that she's saying, like, so Stephen basically doesn't have a normal way to react to stressful situations no. in, 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 like, the same degree that they actually are. Like, I, I'd never considered the fact that because a lot, like, a lot, if not all, of Stephen's early stressors were pretty much life or death, like, attacks, that he he would put everything else that would happen later on the same magnitude. Yeah. Um, so I feel like when you mentioned, oh, like, he's going to have ways to manage, like, I think maybe that's what the the back half of the season might be, is Stephen figuring out how yeah. to cope with this in a more, like, mollified, like, quote-unquote, healthy, manageable way to like everyday situational stress, I, I'm, it's, she doesn't know how to do that. It just which it thing are you be disagreeing that... with for me, Michelle? I'm sorry, I'm just misunderstand. I'm not sure I understand because I think I said that. I might not have said it clearly. I'm sorry. Oh, I guess I'm just saying like that. I'm seeing it more as a positive that 
he hopefully will find ways to manage this stress um, in relation to the magnitude versus like it being genuinely upsetting that he will never ever fully get past the things that happened to him. I, you know? What I'm saying is this is the moment he's in. I'm saying he's at this moment where he has to understand that like this is something he's going to have to learn to cope with because it's going to be in the background. It's going to be something he's going to have to cope with for his whole life. And that and right now in the episode we're in, it is this big daunting negative thing. And there are times in the future where he won't think about it, even on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, but it will be part of his life. And that's sad, I think, in a lot of ways. It means he can start moving forward this episode. This episode means he can start on the path to recovery. And that's great. And that's like, I'm really happy for him. But it is not easy to see a 16-year-old dealing with this kind of trauma and it, for, for it to feel so real. And it's really painful because this is a kid who has a lot of life ahead of him. And that um, is depressing. I mean, well, I guess uh, it's uh, a glass uh, half empty glass. Half I think we're just coming at it from different directions, I guess. Yeah, I, I think there's a line between we know that the source of the trauma never goes away and it is a lifelong process of dealing with it. But also that we lay out here what he needs to do in order to make it a positive mm -hmm. experience as much as he can, even if it never goes away fully, right? And yeah. uh, to um, my my personal experience uh, con uh, connecting with with this episode is that for uh, Stephen mentions at the beginning of that event, like it. It always felt like the end of the world to me. Like in this in this show, we've seen that like he's yeah. dealing with like diamonds and galactic stuff. But also like even to to a lesser extent, like let's say you're raised in a household that teaches you that the apocalypse is always at at, at your doorstep, and you have to live your life as if that is going to happen, and mm -hmm. to limit your connections to the outside world as a result. And let's say that you suddenly are in a new situation where you're now all alone and you have to try to figure out how to live life like a normal person. And as a, and since you're raised with that mindset, simple things like ha constructing friendships and then losing friendships affects you in a way that it pro that if you dealt with it healthily, it might not be as as affecting as it is if you've always lived with the mindset of any friend that you have is precious and the, and losing it will be the end of the world yeah. to you. So like, if I feel like, I mean, this is a weird example, but it's like with like Wii remotes that if you don't have it calibrated, it kind of just like moves all over the place and you would like the lightest little movement and like you need to like put it in, in calibration. And for some, some people, when you lived your entire life in a certain environment and then you push yourself into a healthier one, it does take a while to calibrate yourself to what is the healthy reactions to <laughs> and things. And it's always longer than I think people on the outside and the person who's going through it think it will take. It's right, like, because right. you're always, because the thing is when you're not calibrated, like using this analogy, like you don't know what calibrated means. You don't know where the point you're supposed to be at is. You don't know what centered is. And right. so every day... Like, 
using the example of the show, right? Like Stephen yeah. immediately jumps to proposing because it's like, well, sure, I think that's, that's, that's closer to the calibrated point. Yeah, and so and and then when when that doesn't doesn't work, he's like, okay, well, everything is lost. Like you know, you kind of just yeah. react in its dreams, and it takes a bit to get to the point where you are able to handle it in a, in a healthier way. And I think that uh, Priyanka's uh, spiel in this episode yeah. does a good job at, at laying that out. Mm-hmm. And just hearing Stephen put this into words is is very uh, reaffirming in terms of like yeah. for for a long time like I mean we all have different kinds of abuse but I think Stephen Stephen Universe does a good job of doing it in a way where like you can come you can connect to it from different angles and the, this this final monologue here of, of a plea for help to Greg kind of kind of seals it in terms of like the the different ways that it affects you. Yeah, and. I don't know if we're going to go here, speaking of Greg. Um, well, one just, thing that this show... What'd you say? Well, just to like, if we're, if we're going to go into Greg, like he, he listens out in this, uh, in this venting, and then we cut to uh, his bedroom where he listens to him a little bit more. Um, the main thing that I, that I picked up out of like what Greg says is that at near the end, he like remembers to tell him, like, look, it's okay to be making these wrong decisions. Don't beat yourself up about that, which is something I, I recall a lot here from therapy, where like you you begin blaming yourself for the bad decisions. Like, I should have been, done these things differently. And like someone has to be there to be like, no, like this is part of the learning process. So like that was one po- positive thing I got from Greg. But what, what else did you I, want to say about him? I was going to say that this show, kind of I think for good reason because this is still like they they this is one of the points where they stayed in allegory because they kind of avoided the idea of talking about parental abuse I think like they avoided fully like talking about that talking about because all of the sources of Stephen's trauma are pretty esoteric they're like a mindless it's the mindless homeworld did this to him. You know what I mean? Like there isn't a person that did things to him that that triggers him. Um, I think that there would be some of the gems that might make have a bigger reaction from him. But there wasn't ever someone in his life, like a parent, who is there all the time to do these things to him, which makes it a little different than some forms of childhood abuse. And... I think the only place that we even come close to that is with Greg and Greg, Greg is a loving father and he loves Steven so much and he wants the world for Steven, but that doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. doesn't mean that he doesn't mess up and give Steven things or not give Steven things that he desperately needs. And I think they successfully showed how a parent who is loving and caring can put their children, child into a situation where they can get abused Greg is not a bad person, but I think you could say he's a bad parent and he is partially to blame for the things that happened to Steven. Not like in the sense of like, he never brought Steven in for a doctor exam. He never brought, he never gave Steven some of the physical things he needed because Steven doesn't know how school works. He doesn't know how marriage works. Steven's working on an axis around people that's so different that he doesn't understand humans. And that's Greg's responsibility because he is Steven's human parent. And that I'm not trying to say that Greg actively or maliciously hurt Steven, but unfortunately, we really can point to Greg 
when we think about why Steven has this, this inability to connect with, with humans his age. Like, he just doesn't know how they work. And that's frustrating because there's no real point. There's no... It's frustrating because it gets gray and we want it to be black and white, especially in situations like this. And it's just is very frustrating. And it's frustrating for Steven, I'm sure, because he has to wrestle with this personally. And it's just, I'm not sure how to end this thought, but that's definitely what's going yeah. through my head when I'm thinking about Greg in this episode. So, I mean, I, I'll just say briefly, like, I, I agree with Maddie that in general, the show p- portrays Greg as like loving whenever he has interactions with Steven. But there is yeah. the the overarching thing of well, he doesn't exactly have a str- a, a, a lasting presence in the life. And, but uh, so far, at least, we haven't really addressed that. I uh, will say, do you want well, to say something, uh, Alex? I'm sorry. That uh, 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 talking about this a little bit, as well as like bringing up like Priyanka, like. They they make a point to do the line like I need to talk to your father about about that. So it does feel like and the fact that we end on this Stephen Greg thing, and I should let you know that the next episode title is Mr. Universe. I so hope we get uh, it could I, I, be Stephen. I mean, it, it he's could, also a universe. It, it could be. We, we could see Stephen ascend to manhood. Uh, but. Uh, um, I do think that we are going to talk about this if we're going down this line of trauma because it is important to deal with it from from different angles. Like we did one angle in this episode, and I think that that there there is a possibility that we that Stephen maybe to takes Greg to task or something if that's the direction we we want to go down with regards to examining Greg since, since uh, I. But, but like the problem is I like Greg. <laughs> well, well, and and that I think that's still valid. I think you're yeah. you're allowed to like Greg and still be like he messed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who hasn't messed up though? I mean, the gems. Like the thing is, they're best with their gems. I mean, no, and I'm not. Greg is technically the person who is responsible for teaching Stephen how to be a person, because Stephen's his son, and I think that Greg has failed in doing that. For for the sake of completeness, uh, I would also like to point out, like we haven't really talked about the crystal gems themselves uh, role in this. I think we're saying and, that for the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like again, like if this is the path we're going on, which by the way, bull way to end the show. <laughs> like, uh, look, yeah. let's look at all the all the people who have wronged our boy Steven from the very beginning of the show. Um, I, but if if we decide to do that, I mean, the crystal gems are also like they're, they're the ones charged with this and they didn't really do their homework they kind of just went on the fly and allowed this physical trauma to to, to develop um like they are his primary caregiver uh, yeah and i yeah. think that we could get to the point where greg confronts the crystal gems and is like you didn't want me to be in his life to the extent i wanted to be this is your fault and i think we could but also have that- greg kind of let them have that control yeah, he did i'm not saying that i'm not saying that He's well, we're, we're right talking possibilities. That. We're talking. Yeah, possibilities. we're talking possibilities. Okay, I want to talk about a positive thing that this episode did. I'm sorry. I mean, like, there's a lot of great stuff in this episode. I'm sorry. I just I found it really interesting that see, Stephen has this habit of pushing people away and just like assuring them everything's fine. But I think the fact that you know Connie knew so knew Stephen was not okay. 
after yeah. the beach. So like calls him up specifically to be like, I'm worried about you. And then immediately like tells him like, yo, you need medical like attention after she sees him transforming is really good. The fact that she calls Greg because she's like, okay, maybe like he doesn't want to see me or he like can't talk to me about this problem, but I bet he will talk to his dad. I think is pretty cool. And the fact that like, when Stephen initially calls Greg, Greg does say, like, do you want us to, like, come swing by, like, as we drive through Delmarva? And Stephen's like, no, no, everything's cool. Like, I think the show's also made it clear that, like, these people, like Connie and Greg, they're trying to reach out to Stephen, and he keeps pushing them away. But despite that, they help him anyway. And they come to him because that that is hard to do sometimes when you're struggling to, like, accept any help. And the fact that, like, I don't, yeah, sometimes your friends just end up being more assertively, like, trying to give you help, even if you push it away and don't ask for that, and it being actually a good thing for you, I think it's kind of, like, a nice thing to highlight. I think I agree with everything you're saying, and I agree that Stephen is, and, like, but here's the thing, like, Stephen is, quote-unquote, to blame for pushing people away, but again, he's a kid. No, and I'm that's not, like, I'm not. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying that, Michelle. Fingers. I agree with you. I know, I know you're not saying that. And I'm saying all that's true, and I think all the stuff I'm saying is true, and that's difficult to juggle. And I, But I agree that, like, everyone in his life is so caring, and they want him to be better, and they clearly don't want to hurt him. And that's great. He has a support network a lot of people don't have. I just... Well, I mean, that's something that Mrs. Maheshwan brings up, too. She's like, sometimes, especially if your support network is weakened and you can't rely on it like you usually can, like, this kind of stress gets more drastic, which I think is a huge part of why we're seeing this accumulate now in future when everyone's leaving at the same time in his life. Like this is his rock bottom because he doesn't have everyone there to help him through this, or at least he doesn't feel like he does. And that's and, such a good insight that she has into what's going on with him. And, and uh, as he, he mentions that at the end here, I mean, well, he mentions in both episodes, right? Like a big part of it is just, he doesn't know where to go next. Like yeah. he's been in this yeah. one role for, as long as he can remember since season one. So now trying to find a new role is part of uh, why he's uh, he's struggling with this. And also he's not used to accepting uh, this kind of help from, from other people. So that's a, an adjustment he has to make as well. And we'll see how how this ends up going if we're, continu- we're going to continue on the down I... spiral. If this is the beginning of uh, an improvement, we'll... And end up uh, seeing in these next couple of episodes. I'm really um, interested to see where they go because, like, this yeah. is kind of like the big question with abuse because it's like, hey, the thing happened to you; it became your whole life because it just has to be your whole life. And then you get out of it, and it's like, oh, I'm a person separate from this bad thing that happened. And but you still feel like you're in that bad thing, and it's just, how do you move forward? And I don't, and I don't think there is a satisfying answer, but I don't know how you turn that into a satisfying TV conclusion because there isn't really a satisfying answer. I don't think. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how they handle moving forward, which, which has been the thesis of this entire yeah. <laughs> Steven universe yeah. future thing. So we'll, we'll be back next week to discuss, uh, <laughs> Mr. Universe. Hopefully and less sad. Uh, uh, I'm not going to hedge my bets on that. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. I, I, 
I, I feel like we'll we'll be continuing our at the very least we'll be continuing our examining of Steven's uh, psyche and the different angles <laughs> that it could go. But until we are back to that, you can find the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about uh, this this episode or other animated shows we cover at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can support us by Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Damien, a.k.a. Diamond Day. And thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, later to talk the, the next Steven Universe episodes, and that's March 20, and March 27, the series finale. So <laughs> it's amazing that we're like at this point, and yet there's only like six episodes left somehow. Uh, somehow. Uh, last week, four episodes. Yep, yep. Yeah, last week, oh four parts for now. We're going to so. die. Yeah, yeah. So well, until then, when we figure out when Wormy shows up, uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.